Okay. Episode 31. This is the No Apology Podcast. I'm your lovely and gracious host, Shaquille. And I am here with my co-hosts all the time. My my brother. brother Chris. Hey, I'm here, man. What it do? What's going on with you, brother? Uh, not, it's, it's another beautiful day in December, right? <laughs> right, right, right. For sure. Um, we got snow, finally. Finally. In Jersey. <laughs> on the East Coast. Yeah. Some some lady actually called me from, um, I think she was like upstate New York. She said they had like 41 inches. <laughs> like, that's some wild shit. I 40, ima- 41 Yo, inches? Yo, she said 41 inches. <laughs> like, that's like you buried in snow, you can't leave your house type of thing. Word, yeah, yeah, I feel that, I feel that, definitely feel that. Um, so what's what's going on now? Uh, COVID, still the same, the same things that we talked about the last episode, I believe. Yeah. Except the vaccines are now starting to get rolled out. Yeah, with the high numbers in in cases, people, you know, still getting affected in large scales lately. I don't know how the fuck that should keep going up and up, but with with the vaccine now, that's that's breaking news. And from what I'm hearing, it's actually two um, major companies that have the vaccine, Pfizer and Moderna, something yeah, like Moderna, that. Yeah, speaking of that, because that's, I know in the stock world, um, both of their both of their stocks are kind of weird with all the good news that, that has come, come about with uh, the vaccinations being made and being passed and being distributed. The stocks aren't really like following through with that that news. Uh, that I, I invested in Pfizer, so like I definitely took a loss with 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 Pfizer. I know firsthand with the, as far as the stock goes. So that it's kind of weird. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Damn, I think it's people probably on some like trial and error type shit, seeing like what the reviews and everything going to be through, through this whole first trial, and from there. I think it's still a good investment, honestly, because I think on the back end, it's probably going to work out for you, bro, because now is more so a trial period. People are just starting to adapt and figure out this vaccine is what they want to do. Um, and that's something where when it first came out, everybody was like, nah, I don't know. Now with all these celebrities and on TV, they showing uh, frontline workers to start taking the vaccine. So now more people are kind of getting accustomed to the fact that they may have to take that, John. Yeah, um, Mike Pence, actually the other day, he took the the Pfizer vaccination on camera. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm still just not really sure, you know, about, you know, the whole vaccination thing, just, just because I already had the virus and... I know multiple people that have may have spoken to doctors or spoke, spoken to uh, specialists after they had the virus, and doctors have told them that you know they they don't they they don't see a reason why they would catch the virus again. So, from that aspect, I wouldn't see why I would me personally I would take the vaccine just because I already had the virus. But then also, you know, you have. Countries like Singapore and New Zealand, I think I'm. Mm, that might be the only two, but they have already beat the 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 virus, and 
this is without a vaccination. This is just proper protocols with lockdowns and bubbles within the countries. But here, they're pushing this this vaccine on us. So that's where it's kind of, for me, still like, all right, if y'all choose to take it, that's that's y'all business. But I just think it's something way more deeper than just what we're, you know, being told. And we don't see with the virus, like, how many countries are even, like, yeah, beating the shit. We don't. We just hear about how bad it is here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Are you you going to take it? Um, now? I mean. Seeing what's, I, what you see? I ain't going to lie. Like, it's it's been a lot of, like, positivity surrounding it. I guess people are hoping that, you know, this is going to solve everything, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you take the vaccine, everybody starts to take it. Yeah. No more mask and shit going to go back to normal. I don't think that shit. I think, you know, just because of the complexity of everything, shit never going to be the same again. Shit may not go back to normal. I think mask is still going to be optional mm-hmm. and maybe mandatory in, in most areas depending upon where you at. But I'm not really influenced to take it. I never got the vaccine. Same way I ain't never get the flu, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I, I'm not really like too motivated to take it. In a case where I think I said this last time when we was talking about an NBA player, Carl Anthony Towns, where people was losing their relatives, he lost at least seven family members to COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, I know things like that probably hit people a little differently. So now they're like hoping and probably looking at people that's not want to take it as yo, you being ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, you're not trying to help the country, or I mean, have you ever thought about it from that perspective type of thing? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh but also on the with with people taking it on camera and all that stuff, that's cool. But just with the whole history of vaccinations, like they usually take about ten years to be developed, you know, to its potential and what what, what the the use of it is, you know. So now we're we're able to see when you don't really have that time to develop a virus and it's rushed, we're seeing that firsthand. Mm. So that's also something that people should also take into consideration that vaccines aren't really made this fast. So what problems could happen with this? You know, me, I think, you know, some people might get allergic reactions with somebody had already had with, with the Pfizer vaccination. I think it was two people that had got like, crazy like allergic reactions um and possibly even somebody might possibly die i'm not wishing that on people but like just the real the the reality of it like with with the timing of this this vaccine how safe how safe is it you know and when will it actually be safe for everybody to be able to take it that's something that it's a trial and error it's like when people test things on animals Mm -hmm. this they're testing it so that's that's my thing on that. I'm not really sure where things are going to be, you know, the next year to come. But it's like we're just starting this at the end of this year. So we still got ways to go. Yeah, I mean, as far as the presidency and, you know, new, new, new uh, president-elect Joe Biden, as far as what the reports show, he's not making that a mandatory thing where U.S. Americans have to take the coronavirus vaccine, so... It's not going to be something where, you know, when you're getting a job or something, they're going to make you sign off for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm 
definitely eager to see what he plans to do when he does get in office because there was a lot of talks about what he was going to do. Shit, let him knock off them student loans like he said he was going <laughs> to do. 10K, I could use that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just really just talking specifically about like the, the virus. Yeah, like, how that's going to be handled. That's, that's really priority number one. Like, fuck everything else that's going on with everything else in the world. Like, people want to know just what's going on with the virus, the stimulus bills, are we gonna take care of the people on the front lines, all that type of shit. So I think that's that's something important to take in. Yeah, um, that stimulus shit was really popping too. I mean, I know they had an idea where they're supposed to give you like payment monthly. Yeah. The only way to really get the economy back, you know, to better promises is by doing that shit. That's how I feel. So that's so I had a conversation like that as well. Where I believe that, because it seems like they're geared towards taking taking care of the businesses first, mm-hmm. and how I feel is like with no if you don't have people to spend money on the businesses, then you don't have any businesses. Mm-hmm. Consumers, yeah. Yeah. So I felt as though you should not say like fuck the businesses, but like take care of the people first, and then you know focus on the businesses. But then the, the the opposing view on that was, well, why would we just let businesses die? These are businesses that already have been established, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's where it comes in as a marriage where, like, you, you got to really take care of everybody. You can't leave out, you know, because there's a lot of deals that or packages that have been put on the table where it's really just, even now, you know, as you can see right now, that it's yeah. way more, you know, um, stability and help and revenue and money just going into small businesses and all that stuff. But when it comes to the people, just getting a check or something, you already see what we got. Yeah. So it's just a weird like perspective to just see the world and how they not even the world, just like the people that we have in our government. In power, yeah. yeah. Where they see what who deserves to get fed first, basically. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah. But um, yeah, speaking of money, Christmas. Technically yeah. this week, because it's coming out Monday. Yeah. Christmas definitely. this week. What are you uh what are you most eager to get, if 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 anything? Uh I mean it's Christmas. Uh 2020 been a crazy, crazy year. Woo! Uh yeah. just to kind of wrap the whole year up, I kinda wanted to, you know, do something special for my peoples. Make sure everybody gets something they may appreciate this year. Put a smile on their face. Right. Just through all the tough times. So I'm gonna spend a couple dollars. <laughs> as far as myself, um, I think I stopped like actually getting the feeling of wanting something since I was a kid and I really, really like had wanted my Xbox. And I had got that joint and I was like, Yeah, you know. And yeah. then after that, things kinda got a little crazy on my family, so it was like if you got a Christmas gift, you was lucky type shit. You right, know what I mean? Right. Moms always hit you with the, I, I'll get you after Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I got older, I wasn't really like pressed for Christmas. So I always wanted to like do shit for other people and I really care about my, my own happiness. So whatever I get this year will be a surprise. Right. I mean, I, I, I think now that you're older and it would make sense for you to think like that. But now that you're older, I, I think you should definitely just appreciate you know, what people could do for you now that you, as a kid, you didn't really experience that. I don't mm-hmm. think it's nothing wrong to look forward to, you know, getting stuff. Now, I guess for me, 
it's it's kind of the opposite because like I've always like my mom always like I'm the only child too, so that's kind of the yeah. difference between us. But my mom always took care of me on Christmas. Like I, I may not have got what I wanted exactly, but yeah, like you said, like a little me, Christmas list. Yeah, and shit. like ah, she gave love. me she gave me like certain certain things that I might hit, that I may have wanted. So I, I never, you know, was not getting anything for Christmas. Um, but now I'm at a I'm at a point now where it's just like I don't I'm a, I'm a, I'm an expensive person too though so it's like yeah. I don't really want to like ask for a lot or I wouldn't want to ask my girl to get me something that's like super crazy expensive to blow her pockets. Um, but that's yeah. something you would get yourself though if you was going to treat yourself. Yeah, of course. Shit. Yeah, of I, course. I definitely feel that. Like I, I want another. I want a, uh, a microphone. I, I want a microphone to, to uh, record on. Yeah. But that shit is like four hundred dollars, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna have to get that myself. But that's that's just what it is with me. I don't really, I don't really want for too much. I don't, I don't really want for too much. When I want something, I just go get it. But yeah. It's like when it when it's Christmas time and you got to think of some shit. Like that's where it's kind of rough for me because like right now it's winter time. I ain't, I'm a summer guy. Like I'm not really. You're not I'm really not, doing nothing. Yeah, chilling. like yeah. I'm 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 in the crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying watching movies, TV, all types of other stuff. So that's where I'm at. But back to to you. Like I definitely think that you now just getting older. You should take that take that time to where if it's people that are, are able to get you stuff. Yeah. Yo, I want this. Let me get this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's been dope. Definitely being able to be financially in that in that situation to make it happen. Yeah. Especially for my daughter, man. And and that's yeah. just a, a story right there. So we out we out shopping. You know, I'm buying her her mom's stuff, my family stuff. And she with me or whatever, right? Okay. So she wanted, I don't know, everybody that got kids already know. Once you went to the store with the kids, they want every toy. Okay. That, that, this, that, this. You know, so yeah. I'm, I'm giving everything, but we ain't buying everything. But she right. get to play with it, I put it back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then she had this this doll, mind you. It's a white doll. So she playing with it. I let her play with it in the store. We about to leave. I'm getting ready to put the doll back. She throw a whole fit. She is not letting me put this this doll back. And in my head, I'm like, I know her mom always buy her black dolls. Like at the house right now, she got all black Barbies, like black, all black dolls, whatever. So I got this white doll, and I'm like, fuck it. In my eyes, I don't see nothing wrong with getting my child a white doll. Because okay. I'm like, I want her to be diverse, and I want her to be acceptable to different cultures. And she fucking likes the toy, and she gave me an attitude right now. I don't see nothing wrong with it. So I buy the toy, I bring it home. And it's not even on no Christmas present. This is something she's she going to play with right now. So her mom sees it and she like, hey, why you buy her the white doll? And I'm like, I had to explain my little story again because, okay. you know, I don't really see nothing wrong yeah, with it. Yeah, Plus yeah. she was giving me a fit, so I just got the doll. Damn it, what you saying? Mm -hmm. She like, oh, okay. That's what you want to raise your daughter. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what you think about that, though, after I said my little spiel, man? Oh, Do you feel like man. all black kids need, like black girls in general, need to have a black, have all black dolls? Like they shouldn't have. No, you know, white dolls at all. Um. Well, this is you know obviously my just my perspective of it because I don't have kids, yeah. but for the future, I guess I'm gonna give my perspective just how you know I would probably manage that situation. Um. I think that kids should, like you said, be diverse. I think that they should be well aware of how other you know. 
people look that aren't the same skin color as them, like, and they might have the the voice boxes when and they so they they get to know how they talk or how they sound, like certain certain things like that. Just being familiar, you know, mm-hmm. and just that why you do why you buy the uh, this doll or why you didn't get this doll. It's it means something to people in a sense where it's like. I don't want to say inferior, but like, what's the word? Well, her thinking was it kind of um she wants her daughter to be proud of who she is. And I, yeah, and I, get that. And I understand. Yeah. I get that. But on the flip side, you also don't want you don't want to you know raise or or even just have that development in in a in a child's mind that mm-hmm. to hate this color or to not really want to fuck with this color just because. It's not my color, mm-hmm. and that's just my my perspective. Just if we're trying to make the world a better place, and we're trying to you know do things the right way, you know, you're supposed to love everybody. You know, don't matter what what skin color they are. Uh, so yeah, I think kids should just be diverse in that. I don't think that they should have all white dolls or all black dolls. Let's mix it up. Throw throw all the dolls in there. Let, let them play with the black doll in one hand with the white doll in the other. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly how I feel. And one one thing that popped into my head is I wonder, like, like all white couples, like, full-bred, Caucasian, you know, no type of seasoning salt to or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, just straight Caucasian. Do they buy their kids black dolls? Because they are sold into the stores. So do they, you know what I'm saying? And I can't speak for them, of course. But, like, just from that perspective – and I kind of Googled it too, just to see. <laughs> like, it was the type of reaction. What'd you find? Not a lot of people do it. And okay. and this kind of even goes back to, a, uh, I seen this um, clip back in the day, and it was like a documentary. It's called, like, The Doll Experiment, where they actually took black kids and they interviewed them and they showed them two different dolls, a white doll and a black doll. And they said, which one's the good doll? Which one's the, the, the bad doll? So for the for the good doll, they raised the white doll. For the bad doll, they they raised the black dog. I'm so now it's like they're kind of trained, and it's been you know since youth. This is an old documentary, but yeah. this is how growing up our black culture was, where yeah. they were only we didn't have black dolls. I know there was black dolls that was existing, but it was hard to obtain. You can't get a black doll in a dollar store, really. You only gonna see like all the white dolls. So for like the people who couldn't afford it, this is how the kids grew up, and it was just funny to see their reactions and see how they took the idea of black being ugly or black being bad and white being good and white, you know what I'm saying, what that stands for. So I definitely get the whole overall thinking, but, you know, that needs to change both in the black community and the white community. Like, like it needs to be diverse as far as what I'm thinking. Yeah, the, it's it's really just a narrative because even a lot of black people that that may have businesses where they sell dolls, the message is always just empowering the black, the black, you know, girls and just having a doll that looks like them. And that's a powerful message. That mm-hmm. is strength in that. But, you know, what is wrong with the diversity of it? You know, what is, we, we, we understand what having a black doll would signify and what it would mean to a young black uh, girl to see something that looks like her. But you also don't want to send the wrong message. So that's where I would, you know, definitely add in the mix a bunch of dolls, you know. And then you may do it gradually. You may just, you may have some black dolls first and then add the rest of the dolls, you know, just so they know, all right, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. 
But then after that, all right, let's throw the rest in the mix. It's, it's, it's everybody's different, but I think you know with certain moves, you can't. You, you, it's possible to send the wrong message, and you're only in control of buying the dog. Mm-hmm. After that, when your daughter plays with it and she her thinking is just she tapped make into, her own decisions, yeah, yeah. So you don't know what she may think after that decision, but it's very important to make sure that she knows everything, not just one thing, one culture. You know, and you gotta appreciate the cultures for what they are and not really trying to like, you know, take it. So that's that's just how I feel. Um I think it's really interesting too, because we were talking about black culture and you said that you really didn't find anybody that had uh you didn't find any white people that had black dolls Mm -hmm. but you see all the time that black culture is being appropriated so my thing is how how would things be if people appreciated black people how they appreciate black culture and that's the thing it it take more to walk in the store and go get a black uh human figure that's black than to go get a black person a hip-hop record that's a that's a big thing too so because that's just a song. Yeah, that's a, you could you could play that song and then be tired of it after that. But that doll, that's a that's something like physical. Yeah, yeah, that's a symbol. So I, I think that's that's something that should be you know looked at, examined, even you know if possible, changed. I'm not really sh- I, I'm not sure because I'm not white, so I'm not sure why uh, white people wouldn't want to do that, but. You gotta ask us the same thing. Why don't we do that? Now you probably the one in the in a few mm-hmm. that really didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, that's real shit. Cause a lot of black people might might think something wrong with that. They might not want to make that decision. Right. Yeah, but now cultural appropriation, both on uh, white people trying to accept the black culture, is definitely something now where it's just it's imminent. <laughs> imminent. Yeah. If I yeah. said that correctly. Imminent. Yeah, imminent. Yeah, cause we just. Our auras, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our culture is just so rich and new and exciting. Like, why wouldn't they want to be a part of it? Yeah. And I think about how, like, we go to work or whatever, and I'm in the corporate world, so I, I switch it up when I get to work, put my uh, my white voice on, as I would call it, <laughs> where I'm, I'm real proper, I'm real correct, I'm not talking no street shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when I get out, I'm, I'm myself again. Now I'm talking regular. And it's just like I'm appropriating myself in their world, you know what I'm saying, just to kind of put on an act, I guess, to to make myself. Of course, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I'll try to appropriate myself there where they don't really try to appropriate themselves to us type of thing. Yeah. If that but, makes sense. But I also think that like how you said you're appropriating yourself in their world. Yeah. I think that's not – I think that's our world too. I don't yeah. think speaking proper, you know – is talking white. I don't think, you know, speaking educated, you know, educatedly is, is talking white or handing yourself in a certain manner you is know, talking I, so white. So I, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel like black people do have, like, a slang towards the way of we course. talk where if I'm on the phone and I can't really be distinguished by my color, I'm going to, I mean, this, yeah, of course, I can't be distinguished by my color. My voice, I don't want it to sound a little bit too hard on, so I try to, you know what I'm saying? Of Put course. a voice on where it sounds more appealing, I guess I could say. Of course. Or more reasonable, I would say. But it would be it would be more of a natural thing 
if because that that comes from us being ignorant not ignorant in a way like we're dumb but i'm yeah. saying ignorant as far as lacking knowledge that's what ignorant means yeah yeah not knowing. you know just lacking knowledge as as youth you know just having that slang and you can even take it this far like if if you're a kid right and you probably like on the eighth grade about to go to high school and you get your parents hit you with the opportunity to go to a private school mm. where you could like learn better education get get better networking you know all the, all these type of things if the choice is yours and you already got friends out here not too many kids are going to want to take that step to reach that other you know level in life yeah they'll rather be with their friends and doing what they do now mm-hmm. so and it's not wrong with that it's not it's, it's not a thing of right or wrong but it's just like i said just it starts when you're young so i think it's just with that ignorance when we get into these corporate worlds it's just like all right i'm gonna put on this voice for for, for them mm-hmm. but then when i leave I'm, I'm back to myself yeah but i think it should it should they should be able to coexist. It should definitely be able to coexist. It should be. It should be. But, we, you know, we see it all the time where, um, you know, we are kind of putting that that bubble. Like, all right, you're the black guy that works here. Yeah, of so course. We want to know your black opinion. Or of course. What would a black person do type of, of thing? So, yeah. you know, why why does it have to be that way? Why can't it be? We know we all, what all people do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you think like I think type of thing? Yeah. Like, why does my thinking have to defer from your thinking? Right. And that's the thing. Right, but you're right. It is an ignorance, but it's an ignorance on on both parties. On I both feel. parts, yeah. yeah, on both parts. Um, so even with 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 having having a daughter, you know how how mm, how important it is it for you to set an example for years to come for your daughter? Because I, before we even get into this, I just believe that. For fathers, it's important for, you know, just for them to be in, in their daughter's life, you know, just setting that example for, you know, what they should be doing and what, what to look for in a man. And nowadays with just the, the generation and the times that we're in, we see that there's a lot of households with the, the lack of that. And you know respectfully we get to see the outcome of that i'm not going to say it on here cuz that's that's up to y'all to figure out but um how how important is it for you to kind of set that and, it, and when you describe how important it is talk about in what ways do you think that you plan on showing your daughter like all right this is what you should be doing or this is what you sh- and this is what you should be looking for mm-hmm. Well, I think first it comes with the type of person that I am type. So if she go and ask anybody, like, who who my father really is, she's always going to get some type of positive feedback. And whatever she hears about me is going to be the truth, sorry to say. So first thing is just what type of man are you? What image do I paint myself to, to, to the world? You know what I mean? And I already have a positive image, so I'm just trying to promote to her what a strong male character is in her life. And... And I, I know we we spoke about things in the past like this where you brought it up where you feel as though you know an absent father does play a significant role in the in the lifestyle and choices that you know a female may make. Yeah. And, and I I agree with that. And I, I've seen it where I grew up with you know cousins not having their fathers in their life and how they could have made different decisions if yeah. their father would have been more present. Yeah. So I've seen it firsthand. 
And basically my approach to that with my daughter is I do want to spend as much time with her and be as present in her life as much as possible just so she can see, you know, a male figure that's positive and, you know, motivating because there's going to be a lot of male figures in her life that's going to try to bring her down and disgrace her, you know what I mean? Not even trying to talk down to her, whatever the case may be. So I'm always going to talk up and I'm always going to uplift because that's how I want her to feel by herself. I don't ever want her to feel down. Um, I, I One thing I can say is that spending a lot of time with her, I hope it makes a difference, but you can never really say that's going to make the big the biggest difference, I think. Because, you know, when kids get older, she may not want to hang out with me as much. She may mm-hmm. want to go do her own thing. So right. I'm just praying that, that that is the solution, spending time with her. Because you right. never really know, though. Yeah. Because some kids might even think it's that. It's, oh, I'm good. Like, my dad doing too much. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whenever they become their own self. But I do think, you know, it's, it's going to be promised with it. The integrity, I think, with with just women now, I think it's important for them to keep their integrity because men out here will make them feel like shit, yeah. you know, verbally, shit, even physically. You know, I just, I just think that is important for women to be able to uphold who they are and who they who they know they are outside of what anybody else has to say. And there's not a lot of men around, you know that have that have that that connection with their daughters or Mm -hmm. you know either even if it's not their daughter and this is a girl that they're raising i think that that is that lacks um yes and i want to say too though um it's just sometimes not always the fathers in their life it just could be any male yeah figure it could be an older brother yeah a uncle a grandfather exactly that's really making that significant difference though yeah yeah that's it's important um, so what, what, cause you, all right. So what do you, what thinks, what do you think? I said, what thinks, um, what do you think as she does get older? Like, I know you don't have all the answers right now, but what are some, what are some things that, you know, you will want your daughter to see in a man? Like what, what examples are, what would you set that you would want your daughter to see in a man? Um, I think the best thing is a man with integrity, and you used the word earlier, somebody that's going to be able to stand up for themselves and, and know themselves because I don't want her messing with somebody who will know themselves that's going to make her not know herself. Yeah. So somebody who has a purpose, basically, somebody who has goals. And it's, it's funny because, you know, you see shows where a father might pressure a daughter boyfriend, boyfriend like, um, what's your goals with my daughter? What's your dreams? What's your aspirations? Right. That'd be some real shit. Nah, <laughs> Cause like course. you wouldn't want your daughter messing with somebody that don't got nothing going for him or don't know where the fuck you want to go in life. No, nah, of course. Cause then you only gonna bring my child down with you. So I think that's the biggest thing is um I would want her dating somebody who has a purpose. No, nah, that's facts. I actually saw them I forgot what the movie is called right now, but I had watched this movie and the it was a, a young black boy, he was trying to take uh, this guy's daughter out on a date. I think he was a cop too, and he was older than her. He was way more experienced than her. They were like in high school and shit. And when he got to the door, the dad walked up. He was like, "Baby, go in the house or whatever. Let me. I'll talk to him." <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and he told him like, "Yo," because his plan was that he had a whip and all that. He his plan was to take her, take his daughter. You know, on a date, drive her around and, and stuff like that. 
But the dad was like, oh, y'all, you know, you want to go on a date. And he basically was like, all right, well, come over, you know, on Sunday. We got we have dinner every Sunday. So y'all could you could have that, that date at our house so we could get to know you and see what's going on with you. The Straight first date ain't, ain't going to be you taking my daughter out, out the crib yeah. anywhere you want. That's not what it is. And that, that right there is a perfect example because if you really want this man's daughter, you got to meet the family on the first date. So that's... Some ain't willing to do that, yeah. <laughs> and but but even if they're not willing, at least you know why. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna know why. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that. It's just, it's really, really, really important. I don't. I'm not sure because, like I said, I'm not a father. Um, uh, but I do see how those things just affect women, and it just goes back to. I I probably said this on previous episodes, but. It just goes back to show like how important it is and how much we we need each other, like men and women. You know, it's it's nothing that, you know, we can do alone. Even with men, you know, it's 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 things that, that we need we also need that, that male figure in our lives at times when if if a lot of us that are raised by our moms, you know, that we end up more emotional. Mm-hmm. We don't really know how to express ourselves or don't know how to communicate ourselves without being loud or, or without getting like hostile. So that's things that you usually learn from a male figure. Like, yo, chill out with all that. And not and not saying like you can't have emotions, but just correct how you're expressing it. Yeah, and that's like you said, being raised by a, a more wom- a woman, you're gonna express yourself more for your emotions. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Because you know, not, nowadays you can't even you can't even tell somebody like, yo, like. You this is I can't I'm not feeling this right now like or not, I'm not even saying you're not feeling something but just disagreeing with disagreeing people disagreeing with somebody like yeah. disagreeing with people is it turned to a whole thing like then it niggas want to fight disrespect. yeah, yeah disagreeing niggas, is damn near like a disrespect yeah and it, it it shouldn't be like that like we don't even know how to communicate bro like I'm talking about to this very day we don't yeah. know how to communicate so I, it's is it's it's important and actually to bring that up because it ties in Ti. He had recently done an interview on um, his podcast with uh, 21 Savage where they were speaking about how they raised their daughters. And T.I. said that um, him and Lil Duval, they they asked, they called spending time with their daughters uh, thought prevention hours. And, of course, that went, you know, viral. You know, some people were in agreement. A lot of people were just disagreeing with just all the other things how serious you know Ti was with um his his daughter's virginity and making sure she was she was still a virgin. Yeah, I remember that. Things <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't really see anything wrong with it because it's like his perspective of it was just he was doing things to you know prevent his daughter from being out there. Basically, like that's what he wanted, and he wanted that for his daughter. And then I seen people talking about it. And in, in, in their ways of, like, you can't do that. You shouldn't be talking about it like that, blah, 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 blah. But it's like we have a problem when men aren't in their daughter's life at all. Mm-hmm. So now we have a man that is in their daughter's life. People have something to say. So that I guess that's just the power of the Internet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thought prevention hours, non-ho hours, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's whatever he's calling it. That's him spending time with his daughter. Personally, I don't think it's uh, a jab at calling his daughter a thought. I just think he's referring to 
his time spending with his daughter is is going to be the reason why she's not a thought. <laughs> do do they want him to say he wants his daughter to be a thought, or he, <laughs> exactly. he's open? Because I think that's what it is. Like with with these like people that are just open or quote unquote open minded, they wanted this nigga to be like, oh, you know, I'm raising my daughter to be perfectly cool, but like I'm open to her being a thought. I'm open to her. I'm open to her Hell being a hoe. Nah. <laughs> like it's just you certain things like you gotta have a limit to. You gotta have a a, a limit to where. All right, this is where it stops. Like yeah. just as a, a human being, like this is where I'm I'm gonna stop as far as my morale. Like I'm not gonna do anything past this point. But people nowadays just are so open to experimenting with shit. Whereas like certain things you really don't wanna go down that rabbit hole for real, for real, because that should have changed your whole life. Mm-hmm. Fuck around and mess with the wrong person. Now you got a <laughs> baby with them for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you see that all the time. So that's that's what that is. Um So what else? What else can we Oh this this Clubhouse app. I know yeah, you I heard, heard of about it. That. Yeah. I know you heard of it. What's that all about? Alright, so for those who don't know, um this Clubhouse is a is a new app where people are coming together and you can have just these audio uh conversations with multiple people in a in a, a room and yeah that's it i guess people are kind of like using it for certain niches like if you're a musician you'll you can find rooms with just artists and like a and r's that'll help you and things like that that's what i've seen because i've seen some uh by like academics and Meek Mill getting yeah. into it over yeah. a clubhouse beef or something. <laughs> like, yeah. why they beefing on the clubhouse? And before that, I'm not. I don't think that there were a lot of, um, recording clips. Like, cause I even with an app like that, I don't think people should be recording clips and posting it on. Cause it's it's really for like a private, intimate like conversation. It's not meant. Like if if we're in a a group and we're talking, talking like, like you will want you, you will want that to stay on the app. Oh, okay, like you okay. want like if you talking about something like like right now we do a podcast, but if we're talking off mic on the, on the app, you don't want some shit you said on that app to come out on fucking Instagram and then on the shade room because yeah. you you speaking private. It's not privately, but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. speaking to be on some With the intent of a uh, public yeah public. you know. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of weird. I think that should that should definitely stop with people recording these conversations because that. But you know the generation now is just yeah, <laughs> off all of about the exposing motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure if I'm if I'm gonna like do it though, just because I I don't I don't know. I'm not really that eager to hop on the the, the waves like that. Like it, it seemed cool, or whatever. But a lot of people like when I see people talking about it, I see them talking about people getting ar- arguments and people getting cut. Like you just brought up Meek, Meek Mill and academics arguing about it. Like I'm not trying to be on there arguing with people yeah. or even listening to people argue. Like I could literally go on Instagram and see that <laughs> <laughs> for real, <laughs> or or activate my Facebook again. <laughs> so yeah, that that's my my thing. Do you, you think you gonna get on there? Nah, I don't really think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they have some good conversations though. I, I I did hear about that, but that's really about it. I guess you gotta 
be in the right spaces to you know find th- those people. It's good for like promotion or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm business. hearing. It's good for okay. promotion and just getting your name out there. If if your talk game is right, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you cap right. The NBA is back. Preseason is cracking. Yeah, preseason been nice. It was nice <laughs> to watch a little basketball. Yeah, I thought y'all was gonna get kicked on. The Yo, other day. last night it was looking crazy. I actually. thought y'all was about to get kicked. We talking on, about the uh, the Lakers, Lakers and, the and Suns. Suns. Devin Booker was looking good, looking real sharp Woo. off the preseason. But, but AD, even, yeah. that nigga AD. <laughs> yeah, what it was he had like six threes. Yeah, six threes, mm. six for seven though. Mm. Only missed one, one three. Yeah, K- KD looking well. Actually, before we get to that, Lamelo Ball, he's. Looking good, you know he way more confident than Lonzo was when he first came in. I'm I'm excited to see. This off the preseason yeah, too. Yeah, this is off the. Pre- I'm a really excited to see year one. Uh, with KD and, and Kyrie watching the first game. Um, I forgot who they played, but just watching them play and even the whole team. Like, I just saw how like skilled like mentally they were like their basketball IQ was just crazy as a unit before we even get to the individuals like them as a unit they're just in sync for this to really be their first their first time like playing all together and for you to say that's kind of shocking because they by a first year head coach never no coaching experience whatsoever yeah Nash. right so that's surprising right but I was just just watching it. I could just see certain things that they were doing, like certain defensive schemes they were doing. You know, it was just it was it was good to watch. KD looked like he never got hurt. Yeah, he's Honestly. definitely looking like the old KD, the, the slim reaper. Yeah, easy money sniper like he is. Yeah, but Kyrie's been making headlines too. Uh, Shot to Kyrie though, man. Jersey. Yeah, Jersey, Jersey, probably Jersey's best point guard that, yeah, that we ever I would had. Say so. But he, man, Jersey's best player we almost ever yeah, had. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. Honestly, now that yeah. I think about it. But what was that? What was the the first headline that came out with the uh, the interviewers? So Kyrie said something along the lines where he wasn't trying to do no interviews. He basically denied it and said that the media is, is pawns. So he and he said that for the whole year, right? Yeah, he said okay. he was gonna do it for the whole year, but he got fined. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he should have got fined because you know, and I I respect his stance. You know, I'm not you know. Gonna be on some ignorant stuff, you know. I I I respect his stance, even though I don't agree with it. Just because, like, that is still your job, you know. You don't own the NBA, so like, just you just being a basketball player. There's certain things that you know after the games they're gonna want to interview. You're obligated to do as part yeah. of your contract. Yeah. Now, if they're asking you certain things that don't have anything to do with the game, now you can obviously say like, "All right, cool. Next question. Next question." <laughs> And I know that probably gets annoying to like the bigger name celebrities where yeah. they're in trade talks and shit like that after a game they might have lost. Now y'all talking about, oh, this team wants to trade me here, all this stuff. So I get that, but still, this is what they signed up for. I know people hate that that you know yeah. that that slogan, but it's the truth. Um, I feel like I feel like Kyrie is doing. He's been doing a lot lately, though. But I feel like it's all to just represent his individuality, mm-hmm. and I respect it utmost. That shouldn't even be an obligation to speak to the media afterwards. You shouldn't want to have to do it. And I understand, like you said, you could just be like, yo, I'm good, next question, next question. But they should have, because 
they are kind of like pawns, you know what I'm saying? The media and NBA players at the same time because they always have to promote the good positivity of the NBA type shit. Yeah. They should have that choice, you know, if they're not feeling well, not to speak or whatever right. or have that opinion. So I respect Kyrie's decision not to be able to speak to the media. Yeah. And then he uh, – the recent game against the Celtics, he was burning sage. Burning sage, removing <laughs> all the negativity from TD Garden in Boston. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the naysayers, they're going to say, yo, this Kyrie, you doing a lot, man. Like, you doing too much. But people that don't really care about it, hey, man, go go about it, your, your sage, man. Burn your sage. I don't really, I don't, I don't really look too deep into that. Nigga, KD was like he burned sage in his room before he played two <laughs> K. <2K. laughs> I did see that. Yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Like let let the man, you know, burn his sage. He ain't hurting nobody. So I mean, now if people feel offended by it, because there are some people that you know, I ain't gonna be burning no sage for my own personal reasons. But yeah. you know, if the the organizations where they playing that, they don't have a problem with it. Let the man burn his sage. And I don't think that Kyrie was burning his sage to, to make headlines. I really believe he was doing that based upon his own beliefs of you know, right. trying to remove the negativity. Right. He was a, a member of the Boston Celtics previously. And I don't know if this was purposeful or not, but he did used to play for them, and he did kind of – his going out was kind of bad. He had promised them, like, <laughs> five more years and just dipped on them. Right, he demanded right, the trade. Right. So I can see why he would want to remove that negativity from the arena. Right. And that, that was pregame, too. That was like – Bef- they was there wasn't even nobody on the court yeah. yet, so it wasn't for you know a headline. But being in that social status, you already know certain things are going to be uh, put out there and you know mediated in a, in a way where it may look make them look bad. So that's that just comes with it. Yeah, your boy uh, Leangelo Ball was oh, on yeah, the team yeah. for like a week and then he got cut, man. But I remember you were saying you thought he was going to get burned. I think, I don't know if it was you, but I was having a conversation with somebody. It was like they thought that he would get burned. And I was like, nah, I don't see him coming yeah, off nah, that bench. I don't think it was me. I, don't see, I ain't see him coming off the bench. He's yeah, going to sell tickets. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't really see that. That is kind of sad, though, just trying to, like, see all of them in the NBA. But I, I think he'll get another shot. Nah, but when it comes to – and it's a good job at the NBA. If you're not good, you're not going to play. Right. And the NBA does a great job of, of the people Clearing who out the that, bullshit, Yeah, right? they clear out the bullshit. Clearing right? out the bullshit. They don't care about none of that hype. Once, right. once you get on the court, if the guy on the, the back of the bench is better than you, he going to play over you. Right. Who don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, speaking of Jersey, Miles, Miles Powell, he got he got in the game yeah, for yeah, the I first time. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Definitely shot the Miles, man. People were people were like pretty upset about that because it was like the last six minutes of the game. Yeah, I'm surprised he ain't get no playing time throughout the entire preseason. He's actually a good guard in my opinion, especially at the NBA level because he's able to hit the three and, and spread the floor. He's not a great like point guard as far as like ball handling skills and yeah. quickness, but he can control the offense just being able to shoot the three pointer. Yeah, I mean my theory with it is just with players like that. And it, may, it may not even be players like that; just players in general. Like, that whole throwing you in the game in the fourth quarter, I think that really is a mind thing where, like, all right, we had this monster here. Well, not even a monster. We got this guy here that could give us buckets, give us this, give us that. But let's let's see what he really – is he really down for the team or he just down for himself? Mm-hmm. So you got this thing that could happen. All right, we put you in the game this last five minutes or whatever. This could either break your whole confidence, like, oh, coach not putting me in the game. Now I don't want to play. I'm not going to play well. I'm, I'm going to just slouch off working out. 
And then at that point, they funnel you out easy because he was undrafted anyway. Yeah. So then on the flip side, this could this whole fourth quarter playtime that could turn him into a monster come regular season. So that's my theory. I think it could go both ways and hopefully meet like knowing uh him being a Jersey native and even playing uh balling with him a couple times at country club and shit like that. I think that it may turn him into a beast come preseason, whether he ends up on the Knicks or he ends up somewhere else. But I'm definitely rooting for him. Uh Jersey for sure. Shout out to everybody that from Jersey that that um is doing anything, you know, major uh within the the the, the community, the state, outside of the state, just the whole nine. Just big shout out to uh New Jersey. Yeah, definitely. And we rooting for you, Miles. He got in the game five minutes, but he took four shots. So right. I think the confidence is still there. Right. I don't think this is going to break him. He always played like a player who had a chip on his shoulder. Right. So I think this is going to use his motivation. Although he may not play this season with the New York Knicks, and he might play you know, for the G League affiliate, the Westchester team. I think if he does play in the G League, though, he'll average a good consistent number. He's about 15, 3, and 2. Something consistent, though. But he's he going to get buckets regardless, though. Right. Right. All right, man. It's been good. Another episode. You know, we didn't get to release last week too. I forgot about that. But um just wanna give a shout out to all the 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 listeners. Shout out to any new listeners. Uh continue to keep listening, keep supporting. Um, big things coming, new year coming, new things. Uh the whole nine, man. Any last words on your end? Nah, man, as the year comes to an end, this has been an amazing experience doing this podcast with you, my brother. You already know. And, you know, appreciate everybody tuning in each and every time we drop an episode. And all the new people, just stay tuned. This is the No Apology Podcast. See y'all next week.